Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. My name is Rebecca Whitman, and I'm a success mentor. I believe there are seven pillars of success. Your spiritual life, your physical fitness, your emotional, romantic, mental, social, and finally, your financial life. When you get all seven areas in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. I learned this the hard way. I've always made money. Unfortunately, I spent so much time making money that I never had time for the rest of my life. So, despite not having financial worries, I was never happy. I wanted romance, but I didn't have time to date. I wanted to be in great shape, but I couldn't find a moment to go to the gym. I wanted a more spiritual life, but I didn't meditate. That also takes time. I wanted to read great books and fill my mind with deep thoughts, but I never made the time. I wanted a great social life, not just going to work-related events. Emotionally, I was a wreck because my life was totally out of balance. Today, I earn more money than I ever have in my life, and I work only part-time. I have the relationship of my dreams. I'm in the best physical shape of my life. I'm spiritually grounded. I feel fulfilled mentally, socially, and emotionally. My life is in perfect alignment. This podcast will help you discover where your life is out of balance. My mission is to support you in achieving work-life balance so that you can have more fun and freedom in life. On my show, you will get to learn from experts in all seven areas of abundance. My guests have achieved tremendous success in their zone of genius. Are you ready to go to a level 10 in all seven areas of life? You got this. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Balance, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I am your host, Rebecca Whitman, and we are coming to you live from the Bold Brave TV network. Today, we have a really special episode. It's called How to Level Up After Divorce. And I have personally experienced this in my life. I know that when I got divorced a few years ago, I didn't know what was going to happen. Like I got divorced when I was in my mid forties and I'm in LA and everyone's like, uh, LA is ageist. I didn't know if I would ever like find love again. And through a lot of trials and tribulations and doing some of the things that I'm going to explain in the next few minutes, not only did I find love again, but I was able to get married again. I just recently had my dream wedding in Malibu on the beach and we are happily married and it's such a different type of relationship than anything that I've ever had before. And I just know that if you're struggling right now, maybe you're separated or going through a divorce and you're like, oh my God, will I ever find love again? Will I have to be alone? I am here to tell you that you will find love again if you want to. Like, you don't even have to find love again. Some people after a marriage or after a painful divorce, they just want to be alone. And that's totally cool too. So these are some of the things that I did to recover from my divorce. The first thing is to acknowledge that the loss is real. It is the loss of a dream with that person, with a vision you have with that person. 
And it's a loss of a relationship that was at one point a very important part of your life. And you want to acknowledge that a loss did happen and that the loss is real. The second thing is know that pain is normal. I've shared this before on this show. Emotions are like the weather. If it rains, if there's a thunder and a lightning storm, know that eventually it will be sunny again. So our soul is the sky and our emotions are the weather and it is painful, but it will pass. You will see the sun again. The third thing is you will be better because of this experience. A human being is made of the sum of their experiences and you will be so much better. You will have learned unique lessons that you could not have learned any other way. You'll be able to help and empower more people like the awesome guest we have in a few minutes, which I'm going to tell you about. I'm so excited. Her name is Dr. Medina Culver, and we're going to tell you all about her in a couple of minutes. She is in the green room getting ready to come on. You're going to love her. So the next thing is pain can be a great motivator. So one of my favorite spiritual teachers, Michael Beckwith, he says people change two ways. They're either pushed by their pain or they're pulled by a vision. So pain can be a great motivator. You can use it. I know that I use the pain for my divorce to get in shape, to write a book, to become a life coach, to launch a podcast. Like I use that pain to create so much abundance. So what can you do with the pain from your divorce? Use that. That pain is an energy that you can use to create something amazing in your life? Is there something that you've been wanting to do forever and you just haven't had the time or the courage to do it? That pain can be the motivator to push you to do it. The next thing is allow yourself time to heal. I remember right when I got divorced, I was like, all right, the gym and Netflix, that's all I really have to do right now and just give yourself time because Having a divorce is like if you were in a sport and you broke your leg. Let's say you're playing soccer and you break your leg. You're not going to like go back in this, on the soccer field five minutes after you break your leg and try to play. That would not be healthy. That would not be good. You would really hurt yourself. So emotional pain is real. And if you break your heart, your heart needs time to heal and regenerate and you get to have a time out. I know there's that joke, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone. Well, I don't necessarily believe that. I really believe to give yourself a time out to feel your feelings and to heal. And you will heal if you give yourself some time and some grace and baby yourself. Treat yourself as if you had an emotional flu. You know, sleep more, long baths, watch TV, do whatever you want. Even if you have to eat a pint of Haagen-Dazs. No, I'm just kidding. We have a doctor coming on, so she would not say to eat a pint of Haagen-Dazs. All right. The next thing, speaking of Haagen-Dazs, don't use addictions to not feel your grief. So a lot of people in this society, they don't want to feel their pain. So they go shopping online. They go gambling. They have uh, compulsive disorders with everything from food to sex to alcohol to drugs. So you do not want to use addiction to mask your pain. 
I used to have a saying, I knew that I had to feel a certain amount of pain to get over a relationship. So I would say, fast forward to the pain. Just Let's just feel all the pain, feel it, let it move through me so I can let it go and get to the other side. So do not use addictions to put off the pain, feel the feels, you're going to be okay, feel the pain, and then let it go. And then the seventh thing is forgiveness. Forgiveness is so interesting. If you look at the word, it's broken down to forgiving. Forgiving. Forgiving what? Forgiving yourself. Forgiving yourself the grace to move on. I know that as a recovering perfectionist, I used to beat myself up and I wanted everything to be perfect. The perfect life, the perfect marriage, 2.3 kids, be an actress. You know what? I didn't have the 2.3 kids and I'm not an actress, but I've, I've forgiven myself and made peace with myself. And that is the most important person to forgive is yourself. The second most important person to forgive is the person that you got a divorce from. Because if you hold on to that anger and that resentment and that bitterness, you're going to bring that to the next relationship and you're going to attract the same type of person and you're going to go through a very similar situation. And until you really forgive them and let them go, you're not going to be able to meet a different type of person or have a different style of relationship. So we're going to go to a commercial break. I am Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. We're taking you from burned out and overwhelmed to Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant. We're live on the Bold Brave TV network, and we have an amazing guest. I'm so excited for you guys to meet her after the break. She's a doctor. She's gorgeous. She's an influencer on social media. And she's going to have all kinds of tips, tools, and suggestions for you to have your best life post-divorce and just in every way. Her name is Dr. Medina Culver, and you guys are going to get to meet her. So don't go anywhere. We'll see you in a couple minutes. What if there were a super tiny device and is smaller than a single human hair? Where's Dr. Where's Medina? To help Still here. Can you see me? No, I can't see her. Why can't I see her, Justin? Parkinson's disease. Dr. Patricia Broderick is proud to... So we have two eyes on us. Who are those two eyes? Or do we know who they are? Are they just on the platform? Imagine a probe to help with the understanding and potential cure of brain-related diseases. To learn more, listen live to the Easy Sense Radio Show with host... Okay, let me... Um, do you mind, Dr. Medina, sharing a quick story? So we can get more, more lives, more live eyes. Totally. Yes, okay. totally not at all. So you have the link. Oh no, that link, the link that I gave her is only for getting in the studio, right? Let me give you the link. There's another yeah. link I can give you for watching the show. Um, so let me see. I'll just share it with you on Insta. I think that's where the where the eyes are coming, right, Justin, on the platform on the on the Bold Brave TV network. Published by iUniverse, Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches. Okay, this is the this is the link that that I shared with Medina to get eyes on it. Is that the correct link, Justin? 
and competencies. Okay, yay, this is exciting. All right, 10 seconds. I'm so ready. Yes, yeah, 30 minutes. Welcome back to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I am your host, Rebecca Whitman. We are taking you from burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. And we are live at the Bold Brave TV Network. Welcome to the show, Dr. Medina Culver. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. It's so great to have you on the show. And let me tell my audience a little bit about your background. Dr. Medina Culver is a family medicine doctor who practices in the Las Vegas area. She is a social media influencer who uses her platform to empower women with their health and their mindset. So I love your story. I've, I've been doing a little deep dive about your background. I know you grew up in Montana and you're the first person in your family to become a physician. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about your origin story? How did, how did you go from growing up in Montana and you said a lot of poverty to being the successful doctor in Las Vegas? Um, well, yeah, no, I uh, grew up in Montana, born and raised up there. And actually, I, we, I didn't come from poverty. I was, I was very, I was very lucky. Um, I actually oh, that's good. really, yeah, that's really amazing um, to set of parents who celebrate 50 years next June. Um, but I came from a very, very hardworking family. Um, my dogs are in the background, so if you hear them, I apologize. Um, but no, so my mom was this amazing CPA. She still is. And my dad oh, did yeah. construction. And yeah, so I was actually very, I was raised by a very, very strong female role model and the most nurturing, caring um, father and mother ever. So um, yeah, I was just texting them, but they are, they're great. So yeah, so grew up in Montana. Um, I, you know, I honestly, I had a dream of becoming a doctor since I was 12, I would say. And, um, you know, I've always been that type of person. It's so funny. You said you're a recovering perfectionist and that is literally like spot on how I feel about my life. Um, because I am the same way and I was just like, okay, I'm going to get a 4.0. I'm going to like have the best career and I'm going to like, what's prestigious and like, what do I want to do? And I had no idea what medicine was about. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but I was good in school. And so I just kind of put my mind to it and then did more classes and kind of found that I really, that I really fell in love with it. And so it just kept all working out and got into medical school and actually medical school was brought, what brought me down to Las Vegas. Um, and so that's how I made the move when I was 22 from Montana to Vegas and my eyes were opened right away. I had, I was shocked like to just getting, I remember, I remember the first time I got on the interstate and stayed in the same city. It like blew my mind because I, I was not used to that because in Billing or in Montana, if you're going to get on the interstate, you're going to like, you're going to drive three hours to the next town. So it just was very much a culture shock to me. Um, and so, yeah, so I met my now ex-husband here in Vegas, um, went back to Montana for residency because they have a great training program and then ended up back in Las Vegas um, four years ago. So it's been quite the journey up and down, but uh, it's been good. Yeah, I've been listening to you on some podcasts. You and I are so much alike. We're both recovering perfectionists and we both had this underlying fear that we're just not good enough, which is probably why we did attract the type of marriage we have, because it's like, if we don't feel that we're good enough on the inside, then we 
manifested someone on the outside who no matter what we did, we're not good enough. And I, I know that he criticized you a lot. Um, I was criticized a lot. I could do no good, no right. And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So go ahead. No, I was going to say you're exactly right. It's one of those things where it is, it was, you know, you were never good enough. You were never, and as a recovering perfectionist, you know that you're already telling yourself that. And that was a lot of the work that I had to do with my coach and with my therapist was like figuring out why was I telling myself that? But then when you hear it from your partner, it's just a totally different, totally different ball game. Um, and so, yeah, we, we definitely have a lot of similarities and it's crazy how many people do though, right? Like we're not, we're not alone. And I think that's probably why, you know, you're so successful and maybe why my story resonates with so many people is that, you know, there are so many of us that get into these toxic relationships that beat us down, that, you know, completely take away any confidence that you've ever had and then take full advantage of you. And you have no idea that it's coming. Um, but it's like, we're, so many people are in this relationship and so many people stay, right? And that's the best thing that ever happened to me is that I did not stay. No, it struck me too about our similarities is that you were sued for spousal support. And so was I, and it's funny because the, the laws were set up because uh, you were talking on this other show about, well, why is it like that? The laws were set up to protect women who could not work because they did not have the rights to work. So women were they stayed at home, right? They, they didn't have the rights. I mean, women didn't even get credit cards till the 1970s. So they, they couldn't work. So these laws were set up to protect them so that the breadwinner would take care of the woman who could not work because she had to stay at home because there were no career opportunities for women. But now, you know, you and I are like kicking butt in our careers. We're the breadwinners. And now we're like, what? We have to pay for someone who's like a full bodied human being and can work. This is crazy. It, It boggles my mind. I still, I think that was probably the most shocking thing to this day was the amount of money that I had to pay a doctor of physical therapy a month. I was like, you are a functioning 40 year old male. What? Like, what? Um, yeah, and it's it's bonkers, but it, it's it's crazy. I mean, I understand why those laws were created. And did you get divorced in California? So it's also yes. a community property state. Yeah, same like yes. Nevada. Um, and so it's it's one of those things that no one ever taught me though how to protect myself. No one. I mean, I thought I was protecting myself, and I thought I was doing all the right things with you know having titles just in my name. Um, and turns out that meant absolutely nothing. So it was a, it was a big wake up call to learn how to protect myself too. I think that was one of the biggest lessons I learned was you have to always protect yourself, especially when you have such a huge career like you do. And like I'm building, I mean, it's, you have to, it's, it's paramount. So would you ever get married again? Or do you know what, how do you feel about marriage now? I would love to get married. I'd get married with a prenup. We'll just say that. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I would get married again. I would love to get married again. Um, I was only 32. Yeah, the divorce was finally right before my birthday. So I was 32 when I was officially divorced. And honestly, I think it happened at the best time in my life because the reason that I got married, I mean, I got married at 29 and I got married because I felt this pressure from society, like small town, Montana. I was the last one of my friends to get married. I didn't have kids. I was seeing everything on social media, just about, um, how, you know, it's just everyone else's life. And I was comparing myself to it and I felt it added to that inadequacy. It made me feel like, 
you know, as you're scrolling through social media, I was like, I'm not, no one looks like me, right? My life doesn't look like anybody else's. And I don't want to be washed up and, you know, 45 and unmarried with no kids because that would be horrible, you know? And these stories that we tell ourselves that are completely fake, that don't mean anything in the whole grand scheme of life. But I mean, I know for a fact that I got married despite seeing red flags, despite all of those other things, because I told myself and was told by my ex that, you know, I'll never find anybody good enough. I'll never be good enough. This is my last chance. Um, and so that just, yeah, it kind of, those societal pressures really got to me and it was one of the big things and the reasons that I got married, which is so awful to, to say out loud sometimes and you realize it and you go, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I let someone else's opinions of me or what I think I should be doing instead of just enjoying the moment and, and, you know, living my life and my journey, however it's going to be lived, you know? So that was a big, that was a big lesson for me. Yeah. And I, I felt the same way at 39. That's when I met him, like literally my story is 10 years later. And I'm like, if I don't get married now, because you know, in LA, I think it's a lot later in Montana that you can get married and have kids or at least in this, in this society. And I was like, yeah. I, this is my last chance to get married and have kids at 39. And you know, I'm so grateful that we didn't have kids because that would have, you know, that person would have been in my life like forever. And thank God that I didn't have them. We, you and I, that we lucked out by not having kids. Thank God. Yeah, completely. I mean, I, everyone says that all the time. Like, thank God you did not have kids with this person. And I said, yes, I'm so thankful. It was just, you know, a lump sum payout and it was, which is still a little ridiculous, but we talk about, you have to let those things go. That was the hardest thing for me to let go because I had always equated money to success. And then when someone came after my money, it felt like they came after my success. And that was my whole, I had to work through that too, um, to get over that resentment. But yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. I think everything works out exactly how it should, even if you don't realize it in that moment. There was a reason I didn't have kids. There was a reason that we, you know, there was a reason everything happened. And in that moment, like you said, you feel so broken and you feel so defeated and it really breaks you down to this level that you, that you don't think you can ever come back from and you have to sit with it. And I think a lot of people don't want to sit with it because it's lonely to sit with it. It hurts to sit with it. And it's scary. It's really scary to sit with it because you don't know what you, like you said, you, you, there is a dream that's over. But what you don't realize, and I've said this before, is that there's actually a new dream that's just starting. Um, And it takes a while for you to really see that. But once you see it and once you start living it, you go, okay, this this is the authentic me. This is the way I'm supposed to go. And if I didn't have this huge thing happen in my life, I just keep going on, you know, in this miserable relationship, feeling awful about myself struggling with an eating disorder because of feeling miserable about myself, you know, and I never would have done the 180. I don't think I would have ever done the work on myself if the divorce did not happen. And your freedom doesn't have a price tag. I used to say that, you know what? So it costs money, but my freedom is worth everything. And, you know, staying in a relationship where someone is being emotionally abusive is that's not a life. So I think, I think it's better to pay the payout and then have the freedom to live your life and be happy. Yeah, I agree completely. And I don't think I really realized what true happiness was because I didn't, I wasn't happy with myself and I was searching for somebody else to 
make me happy and I didn't make myself happy. And that was the biggest thing is I said, you know, I want to find someone that adds to my happiness. I'm not going to rely on somebody to create my happiness anymore. I agree. It's the difference between codependent and interdependent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's a journey that you don't expect, but it's a journey that a lot of that you should go through that a lot of people don't. Um, and I think, I think a lot of people stay in unhealthy relationships, whether you're married or not. I think a lot of people stay in unhealthy relationships because of the fear of getting out, right? The fear of the unknown and the fear of, you know, if you can make it. But the problem, I, and this is totally just my opinion. There's no scientific articles to back this up. But I think that people don't believe in themselves enough and people don't give themselves enough confidence and enough, like, positive self-talk to know that they can actually do anything that they want. All right, everyone. Thank you for coming back after the commercial break. It's Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. And we are live on a new platform. So it is a little bit glitchy. I do apologize. I do want to ask you, though, because you did mention that you hired a coach to help you through. In your opinion, how is a coach different than a therapist? You said you had a coach and a therapist, so you're a great person to speak into the differences. So for me, I felt like my coach um, helped me get the skills to not only look back on why I got into the marriage, but also what I did during the marriage that was good and what was bad, and then what I can do going forward not really in a relationship perspective, but as myself so that I can make sure that I'm presenting myself, loving myself and having the skills to be able to, you know, go into the next relationship with a whole new operating system, I guess you could say. Um, Whereas the therapist, I feel like for me, really helped me handle the grief. Um, I dealt with a lot, a lot of, um, I was definitely depressed uh, when I first got divorced, shocked, and a lot of grief. Uh, it was giving up. It was giving up a dream, which was one thing. But then for me, it was the you know weekly emotions that were being sent, and just the attacking um, that was happening from his attorney every single week. That was very, very, very hard for me to deal with. So I was I mean, constantly, constantly crying, like at my desk. <laughs> like it was, yeah, it was bad. And I had to take, I actually did reduce my work schedule um, just because of the emotional uh, trials and tribulations, I guess you could call it, uh, that happened from that. So I feel like my therapist really helped me handle that. I didn't want to go on meds. I am definitely more of a physician that believes less medications is better and really trying to figure out more lifestyle ways that you can do. And so I liked them working together because I understood why I got into that relationship and why I did the things I did and why from a childhood perspective, like why I was always telling myself I wasn't good enough and why I was always trying to be, who was I trying to be good enough for? You know, was it, was it my mom? Was it me? Was it everybody? You know? Um, and it goes back to like not being the cool kid in high school, all those things, right. That we deal with not being the cool kid, wanting to be the popular one, but really being That's a job. That was to me. Oh, I mean, you're just like this super cool influencer, gorgeous blonde. Everybody's watching. I think you're super cool because I wasn't cool in high school, so I had to have a good personality. I can't imagine you not super cool in high school. What, what, what were you like? 
I was a big jock. Um, so I was actually an all-state basketball player. So I, I'm 5'10", and so I was a huge, huge jock. I loved sports. I wore my basketball shorts every day with my white Nike crew socks pulled up halfway through my calf and, like, my Birkenstocks. It was, it was a moment of my life, that's for sure. That's so funny because I see you now as like the captain of the cheerleader, the queen, the the one that you know everybody just loves and adores in high school. So you had a transformation oh. later in life. I did, I did. I like to call it like the glow up, you know. I like to, um, but yeah, no, I did. And honestly, um, I'm I'm not like embarrassed to say that I I changed my diet, I changed my you know how I work out, I changed the things that I do, but I also changed my inner self talk. I mean, something as as silly as like you can't wear a crop top because you don't have six pack abs. Silly, silly things that you say to yourself that I was like, why am I just beating myself up all the time? And part of it, one of the things I remember with my coaches, I had to actually sit in front of the mirror and have conversations with, what do you love about yourself? And that was probably one of the most challenging uh, lessons that I had to go through. Um, and a lot of people now, you know, it's, so, it's easy now because I've done it for the last year, uh, but it was very, very, very difficult in the beginning uh, to just switch that mindset. But I also think when you switch your mindset and you try and be positive, you do radiate a glow from within if you are just trying to be positive. And I, I always take a look at people who have such negative mindsets or negative attitudes, usually are physically sicker, mentally sicker, and they look older. Right. I mean, that is that is proven. So I think that there was a lot of things that have happened. But yes, I definitely went through my my wonderful, awkward years. Um, so do you 100%. still have a coach or a therapist? I no longer work with either of them. Um, I stopped about two months ago and I felt like it was time for me to kind of, we're on like a PRN basis. So if I need something, I can reach out or have a session. Um, but I stopped the, uh, the weekly sessions cause I felt like I had the skills that I needed in this moment to, and I wanted to, to move forward with them and they both were more more than okay with it. And, I wanted to make sure that even after the divorce was finalized that I still worked with my coach because it's like you're kind of re-entering back into a world that is brand new. And I wanted to make sure that I had the skills that I didn't fall back into that same trap or in back into those same negative self-talk conversations because it's so easy to go right back into them. Um, and I, I had to work with her to make sure I stay in this continual growth and continual um, improvement mindset. That's great. So speaking of health and fitness and being a former athlete, what is your health and fitness now? Like, what is your diet? What supplements do you take? How many times a week do you work out? What kind of workouts do you do? Give it, give us the details. Cause uh, the details. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. Um, I chased after my two golden retrievers that have been running around this whole podcast. So that's a big thing. Um, don't get a puppy during your divorce. I think that's my biggest life lesson I've ever learned. <laughs> but I still I love it. I keep the chocolate lab. I, that Did was you? a fight. But uh, yeah, my chocolate lab's been roving around too. So we're alike in yeah. that too. We both love retrievers. I love golden retrievers and labs. They're the best. Yeah. No, Zion was my, he's seven. And I swear to God, he was like my therapy dog. I, I probably cried so many tears into his fur. And then I got his brother Bryce a year ago, last Labor Day. So I remember it was. It was insane. I was like, I just needed something to love me, I think. <laughs> um, but no, they are. They are. And they force you to stay home. I think that was the biggest thing for me is they force you to just stay. 
like you can't go anywhere. You have to just stay there. Um, but no, uh, I would say my workout regimen. Um, I work out four to five days a week. Um, I do a mixture. I just added in weights, uh, about eight weeks ago and have been loving it. I was always afraid and very intimidated by the gym because I didn't know what I was doing. And I finally had a moment. I go, I'm going to stop being intimidated by anything in life. There is no reason to be intimidated. Everyone puts their socks and shoes on the exact same way. Um, even if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm just going to go in there. And so I have a trainer that I work with who's been amazing. And it feels so cool to like see muscle uh, forming. So I do that three days a week. And then I do Pilates uh, two days a week. So I do a mixture of those, um, which was which has been great for my body. Um, personally, I like kind of like the more long lean toned look and it's been amazing and it's great for me. It's therapy for me. Um, as an athlete exercise has always been that avenue that I can go to that I know is going to be like safe. It's like a, it's a home little safety net for me. And I know I'm always going to feel good after it. So, um, yeah, I, my Pilates teacher was with me through the entire divorce, so she she deserves a gold star for sure, and probably should be like a you know granted in therapist as well too. <laughs> That's awesome. What kind of Pilates do you do? Do you do it on the reformer or mat? So we do more of it on either the reformer or the Cadillac. So it's definitely more like uh, an athletic Pilates um, with weights and all these other horrible torture devices that she's got um, that kill you. <laughs> I know that. Is it Legree Method Pilates? It's, that is like on the reformer, it's so hard. I don't know if I've ever done it. I was I did classic for three years and loved it, but I missed having like that increased heart rate and sweat. You know, I kind of, I just missed having that. So I got into athletic Pilates when I moved to Vegas and it's been awesome, 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 awesome. Um, and then actually I would say, gosh, no, three, four months ago, I went vegetarian. So I stopped eating meat, um, which I think being from Montana might be sacrilegious. Maybe that's why I don't live there anymore. Um, <laughs> I think because I was like raised on steak and potatoes my whole life. Um, but no, I just, I felt better. I did a month without any alcohol. I did a month without any meat and I felt absolutely amazing. Um, but I do enjoy my glass of wine. So I have incorporated that back in, um, but decided that, you know, I just don't want to eat meat. I feel better digestive wise, energy wise, my skin feels better. So I, yeah, so I've done that and then, uh, work with a meal delivery service to make sure I'm getting enough protein. So it's been kind of cool. I've never really invested in myself and my health this way. So it's been fun. Well, you deserve it, right? You've invested in yeah. so many other pe- helping other people with their health with all the money you spent on education. Like you get to invest in yourself. So do you take any supplements? So I actually only take um, vitamin D and then I do like the Nutrafol supplements. That's basically it that I take. Um, I try and get as many nutrients as I can through my diet. Um, and I hate taking pills. <laughs> I'm like a child. I'm the kid that needs like the gummy vitamins in order to get through sometimes. So I'm a little bit of a child in that way. The gummy vitamins are so good. I just, they're yeah, so good. <laughs> Yeah. A couple brands, it's, like brands, dessert. Like it's, it's good, but they're so good. <laughs> yeah, um, they're delicious. So, being that you are a doctor, uh, what is one thing that our listeners could do today that could improve their health in a huge way? Like a, a little habit that could have big returns health wise. What would you say? 
I think the biggest thing that I recommend to people is, I mean, obviously you, you've got diet and exercise, right? But you're talking about something easy that we can implement today. And so I think the biggest thing is doing a 30 minute walk after your biggest meal. Um, mm. It's one of the best things to do. Um, usually in the American culture, our biggest meal is at dinner, which is actually the worst thing, but whatever, we don't need to change your whole meal routine. Um, so I say, if you can get up instead of going and sitting on the couch and watching that show or when I was sitting it, you know, just sitting, you should actually get up and do a walk. Even if it's just walking around your neighborhood, it doesn't have to be a strenuous walk, but that allows your muscles to use the sugars. It decreases the amount of insulin that your body has to use and has been shown to lower uh, A1Cs if you're diabetic or pre-diabetic. So it's a really easy fix that people can do that has monumental changes. I agree. I have been in the pre-diabetic range and I got my A1C from 5.8 to 5.3, which I'm so happy about. Yeah, but I still, after I eat a meal, get really sleepy. And now that you're saying this, I'm like, oh my God, that's my body, like trying to process the meal. And, you know, in Europe, it's just part of their culture. They have dinner and then they walk to the the piazza, the plaza, the square, whatever they call it. They'll have a gelato, they'll walk, they're so, they're going to socialize. But Americans have a big meal and they do like a couch dive. And they, they sit. wonder why they're, they're sleepy. Exactly. And then they're falling asleep on the couch and then they're not having good sleep patterns because when they transfer from the couch to their bed, then they can't go to sleep because they've already slept. It's a whole, yeah, it's a whole thing. If we, I always think about that. I remember going to Europe as a kid. My, my mom was, my mom refused to take you to Disneyland. She goes, I refuse to spend my money at that place. I'm not going there. I refuse. Your mom sounds like such a badass, by the way. She, she is, she is the ultimate badass. She is still my CPA to this day, (laughs) Um, but she is absolutely amazing. Yeah. She's so good. Um, And she's the strongest woman I've, I've ever met. And actually she was part of my mediation, which was uh, a very wonderful thing to have my mom sitting there. Uh, It was great. Um, But yeah, she took us to Europe instead. And I remember everyone walks, you walk everywhere. And if we adopted that culture, I'd be out of a job. But so it's just, don't tell everyone. We, we must we only tell it to people. Job. Don't tell everybody. <laughs> I need to still pay my mortgage here. <laughs> wow. So, how many steps today do you recommend of walking? Do you have like a step I, recommendation? I, I do think people should shoot for ten thousand. I mean, I think that's always a great, great. goal. It's five miles. I say if you can do 10,000 steps, you can completely heal your body. And a lot of times, I mean, I'm a DO physician and I really enjoy being a DO. And I think that DOs are taught additional information about more, you know, natural options that people can use. And that's a big thing to me. I tell my patients all the time, I go, I don't want to see you. I only want to see you once a year because I want you to have, it's almost like life coaching. I want you to have the skills to take control of your health. I'm not, it's not my body. It's not my health. It's not my life. This is your life. You have to have the skills and the knowledge to know what to put into your body, how to move your body, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, a, that's one of my favorite things to talk about. Yeah. 10,000 steps is amazing. So what I really love about you, another reason why we're totally soul sisters is <laughs> you love network marketing. I love network marketing. My main thing is life coaching, but I do have a network marketing company on the side that I'm so passionate about, and you have your network marketing on the side. Um, How did you get involved? Who was the person who invited you to take a look at network marketing? Why did you say yes? 
what is your reason for building it alongside your medical practice? Um, this is like the question that I'm most personally excited to hear. Um, are you talking about like specifically Dr. Culver, like the Instagram, that world, or beauty are you talking, I'm talking about beauty? Beauty yeah. Why, yeah. why so, is beauty? Why did you say yes? What is your vision of what you want to create with beauty counter? Most physicians do not have a side hustle on like a network marketing on the side, although it is slowly changing, but tell me, tell me about your experience with beauty counter and network marketing. Yeah. So I have been with Beauty Counter. It'll be five years in October. Um, I joined when I was a resident. So I remember I had no time in the world, but I had no money because you make eight bucks an hour in residency. Right. And so you have no money. You're, you're just like struggling to pay your rent. And I was planning a wedding and I was trying to move states and I was trying to pay for board exams and I was trying to do all these things. And I just, I felt like I had nothing. And so a friend of mine, um, she actually came to me and she said, I think you would be great at this because of how you show up on social media. And I said, I don't know about this. I had that like, because you know, I've been approached many times and I, I've always said, no, everything's always felt very, I always trust my gut, right? I trusted my gut and I was like, I don't really feel like this is a, you know, I've, I've never really liked anything else before because I just had a bad taste about network marketing and beauty counter came along and I had no idea about the lack of regulation in skincare products, makeup products, and just cosmetic products overall. Um, I was under the understanding that if it was at Target, it was safe for me to put on my body and that if it was at Sephora or Ulta, it was also safe for me to put on my body. And I didn't really think twice about it. And you're not taught any of this in medical school or residency either. So you're just kind of going along, you know, ignorant. Um, and so she brought to my attention um, about just the lack of regulation and beauty counter. And I loved that beauty counter was female, you know, ran and female founded, which I really, really love. Um, but I liked that it was clean. But more importantly, I liked that the products actually worked. I remember I actually started using them and it was only maybe one or two products. I couldn't afford much. And so I started using them and I was like, my skin is glowing and it's not like I'm drinking more water or getting more sleep or doing all these other things I'm supposed to be doing. And I, you're a resident who resident gets your sleep. (laughs) Yeah. You're working 36 hours a a week or not a week, 36 hours straight. And so you're just like, you're exhausted. And so I remember thinking, Oh my gosh, I love how my skin looks. And I kind of just ran with it. And I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to jump in and I'm going to go all in. And I asked her, I said, I want to make an extra thousand dollars a month. You know, and in residency, when your paycheck's five, $600 every two weeks, that was basically like having an additional two paychecks. And she said, okay. And um, as a recovering perfectionist, I'm sure you know this, that like when you start something, you're like all in. And so I said, give me the exact things I need to do. I will do it. I am great at following direction. <laughs> and um, I haven't looked back five years later. It was one of the best decisions that I ever made. Um, I'm in one of the top tiers of the company and have a team of like 140 women that I work with. And, um, I'm actually going to be on stage in a couple of weeks at the big convention for being one of the top sellers. And so it's just, it kind of has blown up in this really amazing way, but I love it because I, I don't feel bad about putting my name on it. I use exclusively those products. So for me, it's a no brainer. Um, and I love to be able to write from like a physician standpoint, I help with health and wellness, but no one really talks about this other gray area. And so for me, it's blended really, really nicely. Um, and it's been so fun to meet really badass, amazing women who are just crushing it. And 
it's just, it's such a, um, I've met women all over. I remember I was in DC. So cool thing. You get to go. If you're picked from your state, you get to go lobby in DC for safer cosmetic reform. And so I represented the state of Nevada a couple months ago and met just these amazing women from, you know, Florida and Texas and everywhere in between that I would have never met in my life that have become people that are just near and dear friends that I share my life with now. And for that, I will always be so thankful. Um, but it's also an additional paycheck, which it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter anything. Everyone should have a side hustle because yeah, additional paycheck, even if it's a couple hundred bucks or a couple thousand dollars, it makes a difference. Everybody should have multiple income streams. I really believe in that. And I love that you're one of the top money earners. Congratulations on being able to walk on stage at your national convention. And I also enjoy the community of like-minded, positive, go-getter women. I think one of the things that people are lacking in this high-tech, low-touch era is community. And if yes. you were just a physician in your office in Las Vegas, you would be, you know, have community with a couple other physicians in your practice, but that's it, you know, or you want to go to the Las Vegas nightclubs, but having this international <laughs> community of women that are entrepreneurial, that care about health and wellness and natural products, it just expands your community. And that's what I love about the network marketing company that I'm in is Modare. And we have such a, just an incredible community of women. So what is your favorite beauty counter product? I'll give you two. If, if we could, if I could only get two products from you, Dr. Medina, what would they be from beauty counter? Oh, okay. I would definitely do the C serum because everyone needs a C serum. It's the best thing for like that glowing, just got back from Hawaii look. Um, and then I am, I have dry skin because I live in the desert where there is absolutely no moisture. And so there's this great cleansing balm that is literally, I used it on a cut the other day to heal a cut. It's just amazing. It's the best cleanser. It's the best. It's amazing. So I love both of those. I would say those are my favorite. So it's a cleansing balm or like a facial cleanser? Mm -hmm. It's a cleansing balm. So it's like a balm consistency and you rub it all over your face. I remember the first time I used it, I said, what the heck am I doing? How am I even supposed to do this? Um, And so you just rub it all over your face and then you wipe it off and it takes away all the makeup, but without stripping that moisture from your skin. That's great. And then I had another guest that was on here. She talked about a a, a sunscreen spray. You like that too? I personally don't. Oh, I'm not a big fan just because for me, I, I only like the, the face sunscreen because I'm a very big texture girl. And if like things feel weird or like too thick or too white on my skin, I, I can't do it. I, it drives me nuts. So I'm not a big proponent of it, but it does work great and it is safe. I just need my texture issue. Can't get past it. Okay. So the, the serum and the coaching bomb. And last question is, what is your five-year dream? Where do you see yourself in five years? I love this question. Um, I see myself definitely um, remarried again in like a really stable, amazing relationship, very similar to the one that you are in now, which congratulations. It's so, it's just motivating and so cool to see. Um, But yeah, you're welcome. Um, Yeah, so I see myself married. Um maybe with a kid, um, still working, uh, and honestly just really, really grounded and very at peace with where life is. 
That's beautiful. So this was an amazing conversation. I definitely want to be friends. I'm going to be in Vegas <laughs> in December to accept oh, my so award of life, life coach of the year at the Bellagio. Oh, Congratulations. I want to have lunch with you that weekend. So we can yes, have December 8th. I would love to do that. And how can people find you online? You're such an influencer. Tell them where you hang out on social media. Yes. So I live on Instagram probably more than I should, um, but it's Dr. Culver. It's just all one word, D-R-C-U-L-V-E-R. And so there's a lot of random things on there, but it's pretty motivating and positive and it's just a good, good community. So great. So they can find you on Instagram at Dr. Culver. Yes. I found you there. I don't know how, but you came across my <laughs> I don't either. I was like, oh my God, I've got to get this woman on the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. She can definitely help women go from burned out to Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant. This has been such an amazing show. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, take a screenshot, tag me and Dr. Culver. She'll share it out to 100,000 people. So you'll be like IG famous for taking a screenshot and sharing this podcast. And please give us a five-star rating, review, subscribe, share it with a friend. That's how we help each other grow. We tap each other on the shoulder, copy and paste the link and say, hey, I know you're going through a hard time. Listen to this podcast. This podcast will definitely uplift your spirits if you're going through divorce, separation, or just anything that you need to bounce back from. And it's so important in life to be resilient. So we really appreciate our listeners. Thank you so much, Dr. Culver, for your time and your expertise and everything that you share. And everyone who listens, we love you so much. Stay balanced, beautiful, and abundant. And until we meet again, keep your vibe high and your hands clean. And we'll see you next week. Save the time, save the date, Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific for another amazing episode of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show hosted by me, Rebecca Whitman, and coming to you live from the Bold Brave TV network. Goodbye, everyone. Who says you can't have it all? I'm proof that you can. You just have to put your life into balance. Too much of anything, money, fitness, socializing, can overtake your life. When all seven aspects of your life work in harmony, you will achieve the balanced, beautiful, and abundant life you've always dreamed of. Please subscribe to hear more inspiring interviews. Is there someone you know who could benefit from this podcast? Please share this podcast with them please review this podcast. Your feedback will help me target your needs and plan for upcoming shows that answer your questions and feature guest speakers that can make a big difference in your life. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. Feel free to DM me to book a free balance assessment call. And don't forget, stay balanced, beautiful, and abundant.